0: Well, since the beginning of COVID, there's been an increased interest in all things book of Revelation. People have asked about uh, the rapture and the second coming, and preachers are talking about it, and I, um, so we're going to take a little bit of time to walk through um, the first few verses in the book of Revelation, 20th chapter, maybe the 11th chapter, to talk through the practical message of the book of Revelation. Uh, probably four or five uh, conversations that we'll have. Let's begin with a prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, I thank you that you're so encouraging for us. Um, I thank you that your word is clear and that you call us, uh, not just call us to be faithful, but you equip us to be. So help us to be um, and help us to hear what you would have us say today. Through Christ I pray. Amen. So uh, let's begin with Revelation 1, 1 through 3, and just talk about some basic um, assumptions that we should carry as to understand the book of Revelation. Revelation 1, 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his bondservants the things much, which must soon take place. And he sent and communicated it by his angel to his bondservant, John, who testified to the word of God. By the way, all of these lines are really important. Underline that word testified to the word of God and to the testimony, underline testimony of Jesus Christ, everything that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy And keep the things which are written in it, for the time is near. That is packed with so much insight that sets up our whole understanding of the book of Revelation. Let's begin by addressing the first assumption, and that is, let's be honest, there's a lot of disagreement about how to interpret the book of Revelation. And so we need to be generous with everybody. You know, whenever you are committed to the truth of Scripture, it's always uh, easy to go to a couple of extremes. Um, The one extreme is liberalism, which says there is no right or wrong. It really doesn't matter how you interpret these things. It's all up to your own personal interpretation, just to find the meaning in it that you want to find in it. Existential, all that kind of stuff. Just Okay, that's the one extreme. Um, The other extreme is a legalistic approach that draws tight lines and makes um, everything uh, so that if you disagree, you somehow are not orthodox. This approach says everything is a matter of right and wrong. There is no room for disagreement, no room for deductions. Either you line up with us or you're not orthodox. Now, the problem with taking that kind of strict approach to the book of Revelation is that the details of the book of Revelation have been interpreted in so many different ways throughout the centuries. For instance, one of the most popular views of the return of Jesus in the 19th century was called post-millennialism. According to the post-millennialists, and by the way, this is becoming more popular today, Um, among, in some groups, but this is the idea that the world will eventually get better and better. More and more people will hear the gospel and be converted to Christ. And as the world becomes converted to Christ, because the, the, the gospel has gone to every nation and everybody gets converted, then Christ will come and it will, uh, it will introduce then the, his millennial reign and so this is the post millennial it's it's the millennial is after jesus comes and there's this great um this great reign of christ um now this view was quite popular until two world wars took their um toll on the world and those two world wars um kind of put a big hole in the post millennial tire and yet some churches are still quite strident in their millennial views um, about the middle of the 20th century the pre millennial view became really popular this wasn't necessarily popular before but it just has become really popular it was really popular for um, in 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 the mid uh, in the mid um, 20th century although it's decreasing in its popularity now, there was a church in Williamsburg that I always found a little humorous to drive by their sign because on their front sign it denunciates all of the positions that they take as a church. You know, it's like they are, um, I'm making some of this up, but they're like five or six, it's like we are, we are, you know, free Baptist. Calvinist, uh, pre-millennial, I mean, it's just got to go down this line of all of these deductions and all of these specific qualifications. And it's kind of like they put it on their sign to say, if you don't agree with us, you may want to go find another, you know, don't enter the doors unless you align up with all of these things. Now, New Life's approach through the years has been that we need to agree on things where the Bible is clear. When it comes to millennial views, when it comes to Jesus coming back, we need to be clear, Jesus is coming back. He is coming back to judge the world at the end of all times. Now, whether it's premillennial or postmillennial or amillennial or some other kind of thing, um, those deductions we can have our opinions on. We have to agree that he's coming back and we got to be ready. And that's the message whenever Jesus talks about his return it's always watch and wait it's be ready it's about practical action for today we need to be united on that but on whether the millennium is uh, figurative or literal or the rapture is is um, you know before Jesus comes or whether there's two judgments or one judgment or two returns or one ju- there's areas for disagreement second assumption. So let's be generous, okay? Um and even as I share with you my approach to the book of Revelation, I hope you'll find it helpful, but I don't claim that I, I I'm sure that I'm not right in all of it, okay? Um maybe ninety-eight percent of it. But no no, I mean I may be I might be not right, but this is the approach that I have found helpful and consistent with interpreting the rest of Scripture, as well as Revelation. Second assumption is that God gave us the book of Revelation to be understood and acted on. The book of Revelation was never intended to be a scary story that is a closed book that Christians should be afraid to read, that would stay away from in fear it was never intended to be a mystery that a few special people could understand, but everybody else should be should be afraid to deal with, okay? Again, one of my criticisms of, quite frankly, of the pre-millennial approach that, that's, that's been taken since the middle of the 20th century is that's exactly the, the effect that it has had, is that people have said, well, I can't figure out how to who the literal is of these figures and therefore I'm just confused I'm not even going to deal with the book of revelation and that's tragic my revelation professor used to say if people would just pick up their book of revelation and read it like literature without their predispositions without the prejudices of of what other people have said just allow it to speak for itself and interpret itself we would all be able to gain so much and it would be so well understood. The problem is many have done so much weird stuff and have written their books filled with weird stuff and have their television programs and have their, their television uh, you know, um, services with, and it, it just teaching this weird stuff, it causes people to say, well, I could never understand it. Therefore, the book of Revelation is a closed book for me. Let me give you an example. Revelation 1.1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his bondservants. Underline revelation of Jesus Christ and to show. First thing that, uh, that John, that Jesus wants John to understand and us to understand is this is a revelation of Jesus Christ. The word revelation means uncovering. What if you read the book of Revelation as though it is an uncovering of Jesus Christ? You know, so often the prejudice that we have going into it is that we... The book of Revelation, it's about this mysterious stuff that's not taken place yet and and therefore I can't understand it because it's so mysterious. No, what if the first assumption is to read the book of Revelation... We are reading an uncovering of Jesus Christ. Jesus is revealing to us his character, his truth, his hope, his relationship with us, his calling for us. It is not the mystery of Jesus, it is the revelation of Jesus. That's a If you want to geek out a little bit, that's a a genitive, which could be the revelation of Jesus or from Jesus and could very well be interpreted both ways. It is a revelation of Jesus, from Jesus, to John through his messengers, Jesus' messengers. This is not just a predicting of some future events that will take place. It is an uncovering of the person of Jesus you miss that point, you miss the whole book, in my opinion. Immediately, this point is made clear when he says, which God gave him to show his bond servants. The point of Revelation is not to confuse, but to show. So as you take your approach to the book of Revelation, don't take the approach of, this is something that is really mysterious and I can't understand. No, no, this is something to show you, to uncover to you. Now, Uh, Second, let's settle in here. God gives the book of Revelation so that you can understand Jesus. Now, that's not to say it's always easy. If somebody's not illiterate, if somebody's not literate, it's it's obviously going to be difficult for them. If somebody doesn't understand grammar, it's going to be difficult for them. If somebody doesn't understand figures of speech, it's going to be difficult for them. If somebody doesn't understand um apocalyptic language uh especially first century and, and and old testament kind of apocalyptic language and and if somebody doesn't know the Old Testament to be able to see the parallels where there's you know olive two olive trees in the book of um of Zephaniah and now there are two olive trees here how um, Ezekiel measures the temple, and now that you know, and and, and now um, John will measure the temple, or others will measure. I mean, if if you don't know the scriptures and and can do the cross, um, uh, the cross referencing, it's going to be again, it's going to be easy. It's going to be more difficult too. But still, we must assume that God wants us to understand the book of Revelation, and so he has made it understandable to each generation. Again, so much damage has been done here because people come in with their own bias. That word apocalypse, you hear the word used there, um, uh, you know, it's, it's... what do you think of when you think of apocalypse, revelation, apocalypse? You think drama, danger. Um, but it's simply the Greek word from which we get our word revelation. The apocalypse of Jesus Christ. Sounds so different from the revelation of Jesus Christ. See what I mean by prejudice? Now, this is a good place for us to pause for today and make the application. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. Paul admonishes Timothy and the church there in Ephesus. As for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believe. You know that those you know those who taught you, and you know that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures, which are able to give you wisdom for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All scripture is inspired by God. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable. Even the book of Revelation for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. By way of application, let's remember 2 Timothy 3:16. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable. You know, sometimes I need to remember that. I've preached recently on the genealogy of Jesus. And it's really easy to read genealogies and see them in the Old Testament and think, is this really necessary? You know, you read through the third chapter of Nehemiah and you see this list of names, and these people built the wall at this point, and these people put built the wall at this point. It's just like, why in the world is Nehemiah giving us the Jerusalem phone book for that? Is there real? Is that really profitable? Yep, every scripture that is given by God, is inspired by God, God God-breathed, there is no scripture that God has not given us for our benefit. And as Paul writes, for the teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so the people of God will be complete, equipped for every good work. As you read the book of Revelation, read from that perspective. We're going to see that God calls John, to be a faithful servant, to carry the testimony, to be faithful unto death, knowing that he'll receive the crown of life. The book of Revelation is a practical book that encourages all of us, especially in our suffering. Be encouraged today as you read Scripture, whatever Scripture it is, with the assumption every Scripture is breathed out by God and it is profitable for me to apply. Heavenly Father, I thank you again that we can trust you. I thank you that even the book of Revelation is not a closed book for us. It's not to be a dangerous, scary book that we... Uh, shy away from, but it's a book filled with your encouragement, with message after message about victory for the faithful. Make us strong so we can be victorious through our struggles. Through Christ we pray. Amen. We'll pick it up there next time. I hope you'll join me.